It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grade Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, on Friday mornings by my friend Rich Rebar. We pick our five favorite games against the spread. Luckily, you know, we can pick games that are not a part of the NFL DFS main slate. So we have a couple extra tantalizing options for us that are not available. You know, we got uh, we got Buffalo, Cincinnati, we got Kansas City, Miami. You know, really wish those games would have found their way to noon central time. It okay. uh, It is a bit of a bummer to be, you know, talking so much about Minnesota, Atlanta, man. But, you know, we're here. We're doing it last week before daylight savings time. So, you know, we, we got at least the sun will be out until like 545 today at the, at the very least. What is your take on daylight savings time? Like, should it be a thing anymore? No, it's a nightmare, dude. Not yeah. only not <laughs> only is it a nightmare for people who like to go outside but uh the science community is very opposed to it because it fucks right. with our circadian rhythm and it just it it, it uh, yeah car accidents go up depression is up like all, all that stuff after the time change it's it's bad man humans need sunlight it's, it's it just a, feels it's like problem. one of those things that like they've done for so long and it's just like well why are we keep why do we keep doing this and there people are just like well we always did it there are so there are legit uh like it's been proposed before on on the floor of congress to like undo it it's it's a real thing so eventually like in our lifetimes probably isn't there one over. is there not uh like a county or something like Iowa there are, there are multiple states okay. there All are right. multiple states that just straight up do not recognize daylight savings okay. time that they're like we're out we're logged out and uh those states they have the right idea obviously because we are, uh, you know, we're talking about daylight savings times. It means we're we're not that excited to pick these games. You know, it's kind of it's kind of. I was one just of those curious, weeks. and it's you know, it's you, you never heard really anyone talk about it. No, no, you definitely, you definitely do not. Um, all right, man, let's get to it. Week nine, five favorite picks against the spread. What is your number five? I'm going spicy all week, man. We're going spice. Okay. Uh, I'm starting. I want I want the Cowboys and the points first. Uh, you look at the history of Dak Prescott, literally one of the most profitable quarterbacks. In, it's true. In, in division it's so games, true. In yeah. division games against the spread, 28 and seven straight up, 25 and 10 against the spread. Uh, last time these teams played, Jalen Hurts did not play Dak Prescott. did. It's actually the first time like these guys are playing because uh, Dak didn't play in the first matchup last year as Cooper Rush. So like we're getting to see these guys play heads up. But it looks like we're going to get like a certain percentile of Jalen Hurts. I'm not really sure like how bad his knee injury is. We only scrambled one time last week. You know, and the week before after his injury, he ran for a season low 
which what then was a season low 21 yards and like you're gonna need uh Jalen Hurts's mobility against this Cowboys pass rush so if we don't have like a full Jalen Hurts either uh I, I like Dak man here with the points uh I mean look I'm I think this is a good pick I am so psychologically scarred from my time rooting for the Dallas Cowboys you know I mean the thing about the Cowboys is that I don't think any reasonable person would argue that they're not a very good regular season team. And I think last week in particular, McCarthy just being like, bro, we're, we're hucking this ball was kind of exciting. The thing that you have the obvious concern about is just that in any kind of tight spot, McCarthy is just going to do mm-hmm. the wrong thing, right? He's going to punt too often. He's going to kick when he should go for it. You know, like that. that is really... That's really my only concern. I I do not have um I don't have a big problem with that though. I think I think that is I think mostly right fun. now if you're looking for something to bet and obviously you're not catching like this immense value like we were talking about the Jaguars last year, but Cowboys to win the division right now is looking pretty good because they win this game. Obviously they they pass the Eagles, but then the Eagles come out of their bye and they play the Chiefs, the Bills, the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the Seahawks in a row. So it's wow. going to get real rough for the Eagles. And obviously they're a great team. Like they're one of the best NFL teams. They can beat any of those teams, but like the Cowboys have a little bit of runway to here. If they can pull this one out, they can, I think jump up and basically distance themselves and catch a little run here away from the Eagles. So if you're looking for like a little value bet, you know, maybe uh, you know, Cowboys to win the NFC East because then they get after this Eagles game the Cowboys play the Giants, the Panthers, the Commanders, then they get Seahawks, the Eagles, Bills. They do play the Dolphins, Lions, Bills in the playoffs, but I I think a little little bit just sprinkle a little bit on the Cowboys to win the division right now before this game cuz I think you're going to catch a, a, the best number for it. All right, I don't hate that. There also uh that exists out there for both the Bills and the Bengals depending on how you think that game goes. That I mean, they those teams look at Miami beats Kansas city in, in Frankfurt that the AFC one seed is, is pretty wide open. So that's pretty interesting. All right. My number five, it it's a number five pretty obviously. And it is the Carolina Panthers plus two and a half points at home. So it's like a combination of things. The first thing being the defense looked a lot better last week. And that kind of should have been one of the the Panthers calling cards because they kept, they held on to some blue chip defensive players when it maybe would have been a better idea to let them walk and Bryce I mean he's he's uh, he has incrementally improved and the other thing is is this Minshew experience is just like the dude I mean he's a fun story there are worse backup quarterbacks I mean we're gonna see one of them in Brett Rippon this week uh you know at and Jaron Hall a lot of a lot of I mean AOC there's gonna be a so much bad quarterback play in the NFL this week but yeah, I just I think the the Colts are maybe getting a little bit too much respect here, favored on the road. Like the Colts' defense is really not all that strong. They kind of have gotten there in these games, honestly, via like great performances from Zach Moss, Michael Pittman Jr., and Josh Downs. And that is kind of a that's a tough recipe, I think, to take on the road against the Panthers. So I actually have this one too. So I want to shout out, you know, Ray Summerlin, who I do work with. He's been talking about this for multiple years. So teams before they go uh, and play in these international games and the Colts play in Germany next week, congratulations to us next weekend. Uh, wow. <laughs> the Colts Patriots. Uh, 
but these teams that like are preparing to like travel overseas, like let down like majorly Uh, the past years, they're five 11 and one against the spread with some horrible outright losses. I think if you bet this game, you just money line the Panthers. Sure. Um, the, we saw it with the chiefs last week. They no show against the Broncos. We saw it earlier this season, the Ravens outright lost to the Steelers before they went uh, to London it's just like it, it. It's just one of these things. Like where I don't know if it's like the teams are just like they're they're thinking about like the travel plans or all these things. But like just it's just one of these oddities that they've let down. And then also not just outside of that, because just not betting that on just like the one trend. Uh, you know the Panthers did make some nice changes with Thomas Brown as the offensive coordinator out of the bye. Uh, they increased their early down pass rate outside of the the fourth quarter. Uh, they were at fifty nine percent early down pass rate. They were at fifty one percent prior of the season. They were in strictly eleven personnel, one hundred percent eleven personnel in passing situations. We love that. Uh, and they they were just a more aggressive offense. They threw outside the numbers at their highest rate in a game this season. So they just made like kind of philosophical philosophical changes that I think are are positive. Uh, and then you get this Colts, just, you know, the Colts are a team we want to attack anyways for, for opportunities. So all of those things, I had this one on my list too, man. Yeah. I mean, I, so that's kind of the other interesting thing is like, if you do think there's a talent discrepancy, Indianapolis is like totally playing in the team's hands by, by, by playing so fast. And Minshew is like so prone to mistakes, you know, like he, he eats sacks, he fumbles, he turns the ball over. So got all of that there. All right. What is your number four? Uh, so that was my four. Okay. So what's your four? That was my four. Okay. My number four really, really can't believe we are here. Uh, but the New Orleans saints minus eight and a half points against the Chicago football bears. So obviously does not feel that good to be betting on the saints in this spot. Now the saints defense is sort of holding their end of the bargain. They were supposed mm-hmm. to be a good defensive team. They have held that, uh, you know, they've allowed the ninth most points in the NFL, they are turning they're they're generating turnovers like all of that stuff they've also been decent running the ball i mean kamara is like whatever but really this is just about tyson bajan you know good story it was fun all over saturday night like football chris collinsworth like i think wants tyson bajan to marry his daughter did but you like, know his dad is a famous arm wrestler oh, oh my god just like enough but the bears i mean they are bad at everything. The Bears can't score. The Bears turn the ball over. They are 25th in the NFL in turnover differential. They have allowed, you know, the third most points in the NFL. They Like, every team is a get-right spot for the, you know, against, against the Bears, I guess, other than the Las Vegas Raiders. So, you know, shout out, shout out the, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're terrible, man. They are, they're a brutal team that has no talent, no plan. I don't think Everflus is a good coach. I don't think Getsy is that good of an offensive coordinator. And and Bajan is just, you know, overmatched here. It's it's not it's not that fair to him, I guess. Yeah, so so I didn't have this one on mine, but I already took this one and the Browns in a teaser and took yeah. them under a field goal. Uh I don't have the Browns on on this list either, but I've already done that, like taking both to, to minus two and a half. Yeah. Well, I mean, come on. It's I, I feel like I feel like uh, this Bajan thing. It's gonna be it's gonna be one of those deals where it's like if you started in their game against the Chargers and just bet them on the money line and then just kept betting it all the way until the end of the season, it's gonna be like undefeated because the Bears they got they got no plan. I don't know. I feel I, I feel bad for Justin Fields. You know that this is the way his Bears tenure is gonna end with like everyone wanting Tyson Bajan to be this hero of the franchise or whatever, but. You know, what can you, what can you do? All right. What is your number three? 
Uh, my three is the Bengals. I'm ready to get hoodwinked, but man, dude, this is I'm... this is my number one. Okay, dude. I mean, it was back. It was back last week. Uh, everything about Joe Burrow, like the league, was, the league was kind of like, God oh, damn it. Like you know, like there was a play last week where he shrugged off Eric Armstead, like stiff armed, stiff armed Bosa, rolled out, got drilled by Fred Warner, and threw like a seed to T Higgins on the sideline. And I was like, well, there it is. Uh, but no, we did we did see see like all the changes we were looking for from Burrow. Uh, he was under center for a season high, twenty two point six percent of his snaps. Uh, before the buy, it was just 4.1%. As a byproduct, he was able to use play action a lot more. They used play action on 40.6% of their dropbacks. It was just 18.1% before. Uh, also, just when you look at this matchup, like the Bills defense has just been bleeding out. And they did add Rasul Douglas at the trade deadline, but like they've lost so many core pieces defensively between Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, Matt Milano, Tredavious White. Uh, and they've allowed just lesser quarterbacks in previous weeks to be able to kind of throw to dice them. them up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really let Baker go nuts against them, but like Baker got there still, the Mac Jones the week before that. So it's it's short home a short home favorite here in Cincinnati. The the Bills haven't covered in four straight games either. Uh so I mean I'm just gonna take it here. I I'll, I'll be prepared to, to look dumb in here because it feels like it's like chasing what we just saw with the Bengals, but like uh all the positives are on the Bengals side here. I mean, my my prior would be that the Bengals are the better team than the Bills anyway. Uh, sure, they beat them last year in the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, actually, my prior is that both of these teams are a little bit overrated. Like, I actually think the Dolphins are are better than both of them. But the Bills sort of need this really aggressive defensive style that they play to like, get home kind of early to generate some turnovers, to generate some sacks. Now, Burrow... Does I mean the dude loves to take a sack like he I mean you know it's like it's like his favorite thing to do on the football field but I mean I was also just very encouraged by the way they were calling plays against the 49ers like it was very little of Joe Mixon you know running behind his guard it was like all in space chase on screens like I mean Irv Smith Jr. looked like a functional player in their offense like I just thought the Bengals offense looked awesome against the 49ers I have the same defensive concerns for the bills that you do. And I mean, the, the Josh Allen's banked up like Josh Allen at, at less than full, you know, operational capacity is a guy who is going to do at least one thing. That's so stupid that it like makes your head spin. Like we actually saw last year when Josh Allen suffered that elbow injury, it like really dinged the offensive efficiency for the bills. So I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. Now, if I, if we're wrong about this, what's going to end up happening well, it's going to be that the 11 personnel just totally opens up this offense. I actually think that's something we could be wrong about that actually turns out playing three wide receivers instead yeah. of two tight ends. I've been ends. talking about it all year, man. Like with, yeah. with the Dawson Knox experiment early in the season, that opening game against the Jets, I was like, dude, this is not the way to play around Josh Allen. Like you don't constrict the field with Josh Allen. Like this is – and who knew when they got Dawson Knox off the field and replaced with an actual wide receiver, uh, the offense started to look a little better. Yeah. So I, I, I thought that Hardy would be the third wide receiver, not Shakir. You know, I kind of thought Shakir was just dusted, uh, lost, lost, uh, going to lose that, going to lose that one. Um, you know, have a Hardy on a lot of these best ball teams and everything. I do still think there, there's a role left for him to play. I mean, that's more fantasy related than real football related, but I do think the 11 personnel shift is going to, is going to pay dividends for the bills. Eventually. I just don't think it's going to be in this spot. All right. So that was your three. That was my 
number one. My number three is the Baltimore Ravens, minus five and a half points against the Seattle Seahawks. Lamar's a fucking machine, man. He just covers. The Ravens are running well. Lamar's having the second best passing season of his career. The Seahawks, look, I, I am, I'm actually a pro Seahawks guy, but they cannot score in the second half. Do you have, like, it, I'm sure you got to have some stats on this or, like, some explanation, but they, they look good in the first half. Lockett will do his thing. Metcalf will get a deep shot. You know, JSN, they're actually using him now. But they just, like, they get to this. I mean, it's been each of the last three weeks. They get to the second half of the game, and it's just run, run, pass, punt. It's it's horrible to watch, and that is not going to fly against the Ravens because the Ravens will just suffocate you. And I guess they did let Arizona uh, almost – or they did let Arizona backdoor cover last week, yeah. I think. Um, but they had uh, – it was just classic, like – they had a 13 play drive with Gus Edwards capping it off with a one yard touchdown. Like the, the, the Ravens are, uh, they are a unit right now. And I, I'm just going to keep betting them when they're, they're getting less than a touchdown at home against like, honestly, almost anyone they are, they are really good. Yeah. I like this one. I didn't have it on there, but uh, I, I like Seattle a lot too, but like you go back to this year and last year and they just don't have any quality wins. And it, like the Lions of, of both years are like the best that they have to offer. And this year, out of the 14 teams with a winning record, they're 11th of those 14 teams in, in rate of snaps led. They've only led for 35% of their snaps too. So like I still need to see them punch up. I like a lot of their pieces though. I like the what they're doing. Uh, obviously, I like DK Metcalf, I like Tyler Lockett, like both their running backs. I like that. I love Devin Witherspoon. I like Tariq Woolen. They add Leonard Williams this week. I like all those things, but like they just haven't punched up. And until they show me that like, they're ready to punch up with those teams, like you, I think you still just keep fading them in these spots. Um, and we'll get a lot of answers with them because they have another, they've had a really easy schedule so far. And then it gets hard. Uh, like they haven't played the 49ers yet. Like the 49ers beat them all three times last year. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with oh you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The 49ers, man. I mean, do we want to do the Brock Purdy discourse here? No, we can't. We, we said we can't be trusted. No, America can't be trusted. Well, my my prior was that he was always just Jimmy G anyways. So not that. Uh, He's a more athletic version of Garoppolo. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, duh, Jimmy, man. Poor, poor Jimmy. Right. You know, rest in peace. The Vikings should have traded for Jimmy G. That's it. No, I think I'll- his contract basically makes him untradeable. <laughs> Was over after this year, though, right? Uh, I don't remember the specifics, but I think, like, with way teams, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, like, if the Vikings had cap space or what. I don't really know. Like, but I know Jimmy G is making a, a chunk of dough right he, now. He's made, yeah, he's making a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. I mean, that's my, that's my number three. I wonder if my number, my, my number two is gross. I wonder if we are having this overlapping. All right. Well, that's, it's your turn. You're number two. Uh, my two is the Chargers fan, and I like understand betting the Chargers. Is oh like... my god, dude! You what do you hate yourself? I do. do, you not do li- I hate Clip and save, dude. You gotta, you gotta Clip listen to Southie. Clip and you save, gotta... <laughs> dude. But a field goal, a field goal against the Jets. Like, come on, man. The Jets have led for the lowest rate of snaps in the NFL. Like, this is such, this is such a joke that they keep getting away with this. The, these three games. This is like last year. Do you remember when they won like three or four games in a row last year, and like people got excited? uh they won like a bunch of close games and like they shouldn't have won and then we we're like people were like i had a bunch of people on twitter telling me that zach wilson was good uh all these things were happening and then like they immediately just like went on this losing streak like this team is not good like the jets are not a good football team and you're and justin herbert against zach wilson zach, zach wilson in prime time one in five in his career 
uh, and the Chargers of all the teams with the losing record, they've led for the highest rate of snaps uh, among teams with the losing record. They're actually 10th in the league in rate of snaps led. They just charger things up. So maybe I get chargered up, but man, this this should be more than a field goal. Z- Justin Herbert versus Zach Wilson, I can't do it, man. Look, I I mean, I don't think you're wrong. I, I of course, uh, I, of course, believe the Chargers are better, that Justin Herbert is better. But what I do know, is that I, I took the I took the Chargers in Survivor last week against the Bears, right? And I was pretty convinced they were going to find a way to Charger that game at some point. I was like, it, it never they happened. Did it. They didn't. Yeah, it was it was completely no sweat. It was fine. But just the the juju, the the vibes. Like I do a I do honestly, I'm not a professional sports better. I I do a lot of vibes based analysis. Of course. And my my vibes on the Chargers are just they they've never been good that like Herbert you know I mean I, the him and Lawrence are kind of just in this zone of like people are convinced they're great people are convinced they stink like uh, like it's actually it's Purdy Herbert and Trevor Lawrence are, are like the most like argued about quarterbacks on social media for sure. And well, Staley, Herbert, is, Herbert is good. I will not. I no, will. Herbert is okay. Herbert's very good. Herbert can make, and he doesn't have the the thing in the red zone where his brain just like turns to mush, you know, like that, that is the, that is the Lawrence problem. But I just, yeah, it's just the chargers, man. It's just, I, I that that's the, the, literally the only refutation I have for a team that struggled to beat the jets struggled to beat the giants with negative eight net passing yards last week. Like they're, stinky the jets stink they're bad um i do feel what do you think the jets would be like if Jameis winston if they had traded for Jameis after rogers got hurt where do you think we'd be at on them uh probably maybe i mean a, a little bit better but like still like just a, a couple tear up like Jameis is just flashy zach wilson flashy zach wilson is like I don't know. I feel like you can win games with flashy Zach Wilson. I, I just, mean, this defense is legit. Like the, they're the so good. Defense is bona fide. Yeah. Like that's yeah. the whole thing with going to Rogers. They've been playing ball control. I mean, the offensive line is a travesty though, too. That's the other part of this aspect like this. Right. They've lost so many guys on this offensive line. And that's, what's made like Brees Hall, like this really volatile, like play to play player. Right. Like we, like Brees Hall, like is hitting the backfield, like, <laughs> like on, on almost every carry. And then we just need him to pop one to like kind of coax his line out to where he's actually like, cause he leads the league in yards per carry, but like is one of the most volatile runners because it's all like one yard, negative two yards, one yard, negative two yards. And he's like 60. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he gets there. But man, dude, I can't, this team that like, this this dude you talked about it last week they almost lost to a team that couldn't even complete a forward pass for yeah. three quarters of football saquon barkley 40 touches unreal unreal all right so we've already done my number one my number two the atlanta falcons at home to jaron hall and the minnesota vikings one absolute spot i trust arthur smith like this is actually a spot that he's competent at he can do this he is capable of doing this Two, Heineke say what you will probably a 10 to 20% upgrade on Desmond Ritter. I know the people were saying, Oh, Ritter, you know, he's making the throws. He's looking better. He's no, he never was. It was never, it was never happening. He really, and he just kept fumbling. He would just fumble all the, he was fumbling like two and a half times a game. Really, 
uh, a big mistake. I expect the Falcons to be able to run the ball. The thing that the Vikings had done to compensate for their lack of defensive talent was blitzing a ton. But what do you get? You're going to, you're going to blitz against the team that just wants to like, you know, what, what's it going to do? You know, I, I think the Falcons get out of here with like a 20 to seven. I just, how are the Vikings going to score? How are the Vikings going to put up points with Jaron Hall at quarterback in this spot? Cause they can't run the ball. They don't have Justin Jefferson. I guess maybe you design an offense of like quick hitters to Jordan Addison and TJ. I don't know. It just, it just, the Falcons are, this is, this is the game they win. You know, they don't, they don't beat good teams on the road or whatever, but they do beat mediocre teams at home. This is the whole thesis of the Falcons. I could see a scenario where Jared Hall like plays better than expectations. I mean, he's basically like the things the reason was he wasn't drafted is because he was basically a 25 year old prospect because the BYU stuff and had injuries, but like maybe that helps him here. Uh, But I mean, I'm not touching it. I'm not touching the Viking side at all, but we might not have Drake London. This like, this game is just gross. It's like, God damn it. I'm not gonna see. I don't watch this game at any level. You're not, if you, if you watch red zone on Sundays that you probably won't see any of this game anyways. Just so this is like an Arthur Smith special because Arthur Smith wants to win like 16 to 10 or like yep. 16 to 13. Like it's how he wants to play every game. He wants to play every game within one possession. Uh, try to mask his quarterback play like this. this it lines up for him. Like, what a gross game. What a gross game overall. Yeah, it is a gross game, but that is what the Falcons yep, are yep. constructed to win. Uh, all right, man. What's your number one? I mean, listen, my number one is I have to stick with it, dude. And I, and I can't believe you're not because uh, maybe you've just been broken to the point of unseriousness uh, that the Chiefs are. But, dude, Mahomes, less than a field goal as a favorite. It's, it's so it's, I'm a fucking coward. I'm a coward. It really, it, it is. I you just actually... auto bet it. We've talked about it. Like when Mahomes is either getting points or they're giving less than a field goal, you auto bet 70% in his career when he's giving less than a field goal as a favorite. Just auto bet it. And also Miami, Miami's faced three competent quarterbacks so far. And they've they gotten dice. Justin Herbert, they give up 34 points. They face Josh Allen, they give up 48 points. And they face Jalen Hurts, they give up 31 points. Yeah. Like this is another one of those teams, like until Miami like shows that they're ready to like be serious and like punch up and win one of these games, like I'm also going to do that. So like, I'm just listening. Mahomes, I'm just sticking with the plan. Anytime Mahomes gives less than a field goal, I just walk away. Look, I mean, obviously you're right. Like, obviously, this is this is where I'm at, though, is kind of a... No, you broke it, They broke you last week. They did break me last week. Losing losing to the Broncos, Sky Moore, you know, dropping passes. It's just, I, I need to see some urgency and some seriousness. I, what I need, this is actually what I need. I need Andy Reid to run one functional play on third and two. He, if the dude runs one, you know, uh, like any play on third and two without uh you know an end around flea flicker noah gray under center then then i'm back in i'm all the way back in and to be fair to them they did do one thing that i thought was pretty crucial rasheed rice ran the most snaps uh and routes amongst their wide receivers last week hardman you know uh Maybe maybe low-key kind of series. Richie James is back off the IR. He traveled with them. There was maybe some thought he was going to get traded. But Richie James is a hell of a lot better than Sky Moore. Like, way, way better than Sky Moore. And I think that'll help them a little bit. And look, last week, I mean, it's it's probably just a blip, right? I mean, they they lost 
27 to three at home to the Titans in 2021 and hosted the AFC conference championship game. So like, I'm not with that international stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not flu. Mahomes was sick. He was sick. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not pressing the panic button. I got, I mean, I really, I just have some respect for Mike McDaniel. Uh, I do respect Mike McDaniel. So I'm actually going to watch the, so I haven't watched hard knocks in years, but I'm, I'm going to have to watch the in season one now that it's Mike McDaniel. Yeah, because Mike McDaniel's a dude that just gets it. Like he's he's a, he's one of the coaches that openly talks about how his job is driven by how good his players are, and like no coaches do right. that. No, and it drives me absolutely insane. Yes, yeah, that is that is definitely true. All these I got... guys occupy like operate on like this super hubris, you know? Right. Like Andy Arthur Re- Smith Andy is literally the, the main example. It's like Arthur Smith has his media tour the last few weeks. Like, dude, just stop stepping in. Like, if you just didn't act like this, people wouldn't treat you this way. Yeah. Uh, Arthur Smith is, I mean, I can't even believe I just put him on my, on my bet list, but he is, he is, I think he's my least favorite head coach ever since I've been doing this. I think, I think he is of all the coaches that have been around that we've made fun of that we've pilloried. I do think Arthur Smith is the worst because he's never won anything, never accomplished anything. And all he's ever done is, is like it literally insult my job. It'd be like, you don't know shit while losing games while like actively sucking. And then you immediately know? backpedaling on the, the, the and starting the Taylor Heineke. It's just incredible. Yeah. Uh. All right. DFS this week. I mean, what's your angle? You got to have, you got to have something. You got anything? Gotta have something. Uh, we all have nothing this week. Uh, you know, I'm still trying to find my way of what I want to do. You know, uh, you know, I always set like a, a a lineup early in the pricing comes out, like a dummy lineup, just to kind of get a feel of like my initial thoughts. Like this is what I would do. And when I pulled up the, you know, the app this week, and I'm like, all right, let me throw a lineup in here. And I was just like, oh my god, what are we doing this week? <laughs> like, oh, the slate is bad, dude. Like it's just gross because you take McCaffrey and Etienne on by the top running backs in fantasy football. All the good quarterbacks uh, outside of Lamar and Hurts, like the payup guys, are off the the main slate because they are all on prime time or by. So yeah, like man, what do you do? And you know, is Hertz's injury is something like you want to factor in? Like, it's gross because like you're like, oh well, like they, man, like whenever any time like the like the best running back that like is like is Saquon Barkley, I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> like this, this ain't probably gonna be good. Uh, it's just a, a really wonky slate, man, to build teams around. I don't really have a great feel for lineup construction at all. I think the way I'm gonna play it is just fire a bunch of single entry shit. That well, that's just... always that's always what I do. Yeah. yeah, I, I, my, my, my plan is I'm going to pick one. Uh, I so I'm gonna do obviously I'm gonna do one Lamar and Andrews. I'm gonna do one Hertz AJB, maybe one Hertz Devonta in like the fifty hundred dollar single entry stuff, and then I'm gonna pick. You know, I, I don't know, could be Stroud and and Nico. You know, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do one other outside of that stuff, and then I I am a glutton for punishment, so I'm going a hundred percent. Bijan this week. I'm just playing oh, Bijan at 6100 in every cut. He played 74% of the snaps last week. Like I don't hate the Bijan call though. Dean on the Roto Grinder show had Bijan too. And at least he's a fun player that like got, you know offers upside in that price range of guys where it's like when you're talking yourself and it's like, well, I guess we're gonna do the Josh Jacobs thing again, right? Like <laughs> at least Bijan offers something outside of that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know. I'll probably do something similar. Stroud Stroud was what the Stroud stacks was something I was looking at going back to that. His stuff versus the Blitz is good. It's kind of a letdown spot. People won't get to him. Same thing with like Nico. You got kind of an and DraftKings, at least you have an inherent run back with Rashad White if you want to do that. You can't play Rashad White on FanDuel at all because he's not going to get you any rushing points. Correct. Um, but yeah, it's just like one of these weeks too where like you're just like, all right, well, the best pay down option clearly is Derek Carr. And you're just like, okay, well, that's a red flag immediately. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll probably Demario, build Demario Douglas. You yeah, Demario on, Douglas chalk 47% on Demario Douglas. I do think that uh, Mingo is a pretty interesting leverage play off of uh, Demario Douglas. I think Mingo yeah. stands out. You know, uh, we, I talked about some of the stuff when we were talking about the betting of that game. You know, it was in on 98% of the dropbacks. Guy's a good matchup. Thielen has like really wonky splits against man versus zone too. So if he just gives a couple more targets to Mingo. Uh, and that game just offers a lot more upside than probably the commander's Patriots game does. So I do like Mingo uh, as like if you're punting in that area and just want to get away from Demario Douglas, I think Mingo is a pretty interesting guy. Yeah. I, I, I think Mingo will be like, he'll, he'll be a guy that pops up at a lot of sharp players lineups. I think. Um, All right, man, let's get out of here. Tell the people, does the Halloween code still work on, on sharp football? No, everything's we, free we this week, man. Uh, the entire Boom. site is free. Uh, So if you want to go over to sharp football analysis, everything is unlocked this week. For free week all warren's picks all the fantasy stuff i wish it was a better main slate for you when you get my dfs picks but uh yeah uh everything is open so you can read the worksheet on any game that you uh care about this week all right i think i'm gonna have to get in because i gotta find someone i actually want to play in dfs it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult all right everyone we're gonna get out of here i will be back on sunday night with sammy and nate see you then It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece Wick Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.